0: welcome to from beyond a podcast about consciousness metaphysics and a wide variety of provocative spiritual topics cindy riggs is an internationally renowned universal channel author and spiritual consultant cindy has been practicing professionally since 1997 and she has a unique and
1: fascinating perspective on spirituality welcome back welcome back jeffrey
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. Always great opportunity to sit and talk about things that we like talking about.
1: Oh, we love talking about this stuff. And this, uh, I read the book Rediscovering Life by Anthony Demello, and we're still on this Anthony Demello kick. Yes, we are. It's but fun book club. you know, you and I've been. It is a fun book club. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have been talking about programming, and that's a lot of what Anthony talks about in these books that we've that we've read. Programming. So I thought we could focus more on the topic of programming mm-hmm. so that maybe we and our listeners can understand it a little bit better. Sure. And of please. course we'll have someone coming later from the spirit world mm-hmm. to help us understand these things. Mm-hmm. So science tells us that we're born with only two fears. Mm-hmm. And I learned that in my hypnosis training too: falling and loud noises.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything else is programmed.
0: Yes.
1: Everything else is learned. hmm. So that is amazing, isn't
0: it? It is, absolutely. That we can spend so much time learning to be afraid of things yeah. that maybe you don't have to be.
1: Well, now, when we're a child, if we're only afraid of falling in loud noises, then we don't know what else might harm us. Sure. So our parents try to teach us mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know, they're trying to say, well, that stay away from that. Don't touch that hot iron. Mm-hmm. You know, don't pick up that razor blade. That story comes from my childhood. Okay. <laughs> the phone rang. My mom said, don't touch that. Of course I'm going to touch it. Right. Pick it up if she says not to. Right. Right. <laughs> and, of course, I sliced my thumb.
0: Yep. That's the truth. No. <laughs> but that's
1: how I learned.
0: Sure. And we, we as adults, are, are programmed to mm-hmm. guide young people. Or, right. or, or, I should say, things. Because I would include small pets, etc. That sure. don't know any better or that need our support, need our help, because they can't take care of
1: themselves. That's right. I agree with that. Sure. And so some programming is necessary. Yes. Right? But then the author says, we have been trained to upset ourselves. So part of our programming is, we should be upset about this or that. (laughs) Right? And he says, the people who trained us, the people who programmed us, fear that if we didn't upset ourselves, we wouldn't do anything. Just like (laughs) marketing, advertising, just like um, lots of things in this world, we're not motivated to do anything until we're afraid. Mm -hmm. We're not motivated to work until we're afraid we won't have any money. Mm
0: -hmm. There's that operative word should in there, too, when we we tend to should all over people, right? That's uh, right. It's one of those things where we maybe pass a little judgment based upon our own program that you should be afraid of this, too, or you should be concerned about this, too, that you need to acknowledge this problem. Right.
1: And it was Wayne Dyer who first, who I first heard say, don't shoot on yourself mm-hmm. and don't let other people should on you mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. So, um, he says we wouldn't do anything. It never occurred to them that when you upset yourself, you have less energy to do something and you have less perception. You're overreacting.
0: Get focused on whatever it is that you're shooting on yourself for right. or you become afraid of for, for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yeah.
1: Right. And I often talk about fear because that's what the ego is. Uh That's what the ego is, Uh right? It's fear. Mm -hmm. And then when people say, well, I'm not afraid. I'm like, well, are you anxious? Well, yeah, I've got anxiety. (laughs) Well, that is fear. Mm -hmm. Fear is anxiety. Fear is depression. Fear is apprehension, insecurity, frustration. Mm -hmm. Those are all fear-based emotions. So when I say fear, if I happen to say it, Mm -hmm. um, that's what I mean. Mm -hmm. So... Then he says, therefore, lots of people cannot even conceive of swinging into action without their first upsetting themselves.
0: They need a reason to to jump to it, sure. Yeah, it makes sense. I yeah. get
1: that. Ugh. And that's in spiritual speak, lowering our frequency.
0: Yes, yep. when into we those do, lower that. chakras,
1: yep, into the lower chakra, into the lower chakras. operating from our lower chakras, mm-hmm. right, where the fear is. Mm-hmm. We were taught to work actively to make ourselves miserable by teaching <laughs> us to become attached. Wow. That sentence is so full of powerful. conceptual information. We were taught to work actively to make ourselves miserable by teaching us to become attached. Can you think of a, an example?
0: Uh, Like just the word work in there is is pretty simple. Like Mm. we're we're taught we need to work and be attached to being able to make a living. And what I would say to that is that, I mean, there's there's validity. You want to be able to take care of yourself. But choosing what quote unquote level you want to do that at, I think, Mm -hmm. is where the attachment piece comes to. Because if you're attached to being rich, Mm -hmm. um, there's a good chance in my perspective that you're going to make yourself miserable trying to get there. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you want for your life, then okay, you know, choose that. But at the same time, if you're not present, if you're not doing things that are valuable to you along the way, because mm-hmm. you know, most people who work themselves into the ground uh, will talk about regrets of, "I wish I would have been a better fill in the blank parent, right, sibling,
1: mm-hmm.
0: friend, neighbor." Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what what is it that you are focusing on, and what is driving you, and that? that statement Mm -hmm. of we're taught to active work actively to make ourselves miserable by teaching us to become attached, being attached to that lifestyle probably will make you miserable. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, even folks who portray themselves to me on TV as having a great time because they have that lifestyle. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't believe that it's all anything more than just, you know, something on TV type of deal. Right.
1: Right. We really can't believe what's on TV. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to some extent, it, Even yeah. if it's a, quote, reality uh-huh. show. Uh-huh. Yeah. So actively engaged in making ourselves miserable. It reminds me of Carolyn Mace in her audio program entitled The Essential Guide for Healers. Mm-hmm. When she says, you know, even in the spiritual realm, a healer, people don't seem to respect that unless they've been through something awful,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: here's my story of, mm-hmm. you know, tragedy mm-hmm. and challenge. And that makes me a really good healer. Mm.
0: Interesting.
1: You know, that's a belief that's a, that's programming. That is even in the spiritual community yeah. is that if she's got a story or he's got a story of struggle and trouble and you know, whatever, then that makes him more powerful here sure. because he's been through some stuff. Maybe, yeah, we go through some stuff and we learn and we become stronger. We can also learn and become stronger without going through yeah. some terrible stuff. But our programming teaches us that life's supposed to be hard. Yeah. No, I agree with that. He says, life is not rough on us. Life is easy. It's our programming that's rough on us. <laughs> so that kind of worked right into that next, that next quote. Because
0: the, the days of um, saber tooth tigers and dinosaurs chasing right. you down... Right. Like we're 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 a little past that time.
1: We are, um, we are,
0: and and I'm not gonna sit here and preach to anybody and say that life's easy, um, but at the same time, you know, we're we're meant to be challenged because there's growth only in challenge. But at the same time, making yourself miserable, to me, is a completely other concept.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, right?
0: I I go to work, I go to school every day with the idea there's gonna be some challenges, mm-hmm. and we've spoken about Amorphante before.
1: The, amor fati. Yes. Yes. The, the, the
0: love of what happens. The, the and love that's of Latin
1: fate. for love, fate.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And you know when I when I talk to people about that at work, it's interesting to see their reactions because you know somebody doing something that causes us to have to resolve an issue, and typically it's between people, whether it's adults, kids, adult kids, mm-hmm. like all that stuff. Like folks can be varied in their responses to that. Mm-hmm. So to me, when we're talking about um, being programmed to see life as rough, like a, my
1: mm-hmm. personal
0: opinion is you're missing out on some stuff. So sure. if I go to work, school, miserable every day, going, man, all I spent my time on was, like yes, there are days where I spend my time on one certain thing, but mm-hmm. at the same time, if I see it as a growth, as a challenge, as, as something I can learn from versus man, this, this just makes life tough.
1: Right. There's right. It's a... how we choose to perceive it. Correct. That's what all this is about. It's like, we've been programmed to believe that it's difficult. Oh, work. Oh, it's Monday. Mm-hmm. Not another Monday, mm-hmm. you know, cause Monday equals I have to go back to work and this is drudgery, yeah. you know?
0: I'd rather be at home being miserable. No, I'm just
1: kidding. (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah, right. Because they would be miserable at home too. Maybe. Maybe. Um, (laughs) Or maybe not. I don't know. If you weren't actively engaged in making yourself miserable, you would be happy, he says. Yeah. So we have to really examine, am I actively engaged in what today?
0: Well, in programming, actively engaged in translating, um, to me it's about choice. Like being actively yeah. engaged means you're you're choosing something. Um, do I think it's difficult for people sometimes to say, This thing's happening, I didn't have any choice in it. Yep. You're right. You're absolutely correct. It's other yeah. thing that happened out there. Yeah. It wasn't your choice that it happened, but how you respond to it, that is your choice. And no, I'm not talking about driving by an accident on a freeway and going, Well, if that happened, cool, and just keep on moving. Like to me I personally right. I'll drive by and be like, I hope everybody's okay. Yeah. But at the same time, like if your lottery numbers didn't come through for you, yeah. for me personally, that's not the end of the world. It was a fun, exciting right. thought of winning $320 million, but yeah. it's, it's, right. it's not my life savings plan. It's not my uh, right. college payment plan. It's none
1: of those right. things. And that comes into the attachment mm-hmm. issue, too, because if you were attached to winning a lottery, oh, I've had clients who tell me how many hundreds of dollars they spend every mm-hmm. mo- week. Mm-hmm. Attempting to win the lottery, and that's their plan mm-hmm. because they fully intend to one day have that money. Yeah. And um, what is it? You're more likely to be a pro baseball player Maybe. than winning lottery right. or something. Yeah, those
0: odds are pretty long. I mean, that's a yeah. good plan. If you win, good for you. But like yeah. most of the other plans, you know, <laughs> this is my question. Right. Maybe what, what you...
1: How about a different plan? Yeah. Or, <laughs> just in case. Or
0: multiple plans, you know, multiple just...
1: plans, sure. Now, um, this next one, I have a story, a little story to tell. Oh, cool! Um, because he says you've been programmed to be upset when someone dies. Oh. Now, yes, we have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Sometimes people are not upset when someone dies because that person was very difficult in their life. Okay. And they feel that that they feel guilty about feeling that way. Sure. Because I've talked to these people. Mm-hmm. Now, I was three. Okay. And it was the day after Christmas okay. when my grandmother passed away. Okay. I knew her. She lived next door to me. And my, my mom sat me at the breakfast table. I remember this very clearly. I remember the conversation. Wow. I actually remember a lot when I was very young. Okay. For some reason. And I remember she said, now grandma is not going to be with us anymore. I'm like, Okay. Grandma has died, which means, you know, she's just not going to be here anymore. And I said, okay. <laughs> like, because I didn't have the programming yet, but That that okay. was a sad thing. Okay. Okay. Now, to be fair, how close was I to her? I, that part I don't remember. I remember being in her house and playing, and I remember her. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember having an attachment to her yet. Perhaps. Okay. Maybe the attachment that I would have had to my mother Okay. if she would have just disappeared one day. Okay. But I truly accepted it without any, like, upset, without any sadness, and I just went on to eat my little breakfast. <laughs> you know? I do remember it being that natural. And, you know, I, I know some parents, they, they won't tell their kids what really happened. And she told me. We said, this is what happened. You know, she got really sick, mm-hmm. and she's not going to be with us anymore. And I remember just that neutral state of being of, okay.
0: Okay. That's interesting. <laughs> well, and I think mm-hmm. that speaks to exactly what we're talking about, because at age three, and that's amazing that you have those memories. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, that you are an example of what we're talking about, which the, the programming... Isn't there? And good on your your mother for for being open yeah, and honest with very you. Very honest. I know that, like, there are probably people in society who would say that is the wrong thing to do. Probably. Um, but that to me is due to the programming, which is mm-hmm. we don't want to upset a three-year-old. Well, maybe. Like.
1: Maybe a three-year-old's not going to be upset. Yeah. Because she's not programmed yet. Yeah.
0: And to me, that's uh, you know, as a parent myself, like I I I watch, I, I compare myself to other parental actions like and I know that there are times where I beat myself up going okay maybe I should have handled that that way Um, but the truth is is that um, people make those decisions based on their own programming which to me it's right obvious that your mom had a let's have an honest conversation here Mm -hmm. and let's let's let Cindy know this is what's going on like you know and I'm sure that in alternate pathways in this lifetime there are folks who've made different decisions but like That's that's pretty amazing. Maybe.
1: Now, that all being said, I'm much older now. Mm -hmm. I do get upset when somebody dies. Sure. Because there's more of an attachment to that person. Mm -hmm. Maybe a lifelong attachment to someone. So, yeah, there is some sadness. I don't want people to think I'm a monster. And I don't feel any sadness when somebody dies. I mean, I perform funerals. Mm -hmm. And I love to do it. Mm -hmm. Because it's an important thing that we all need to help process that. Sure. But at age three... That programming wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Now, I once had a client who had a brain tumor removed. She couldn't remember anything before her 50s or something, I believe it was. And so she, she was really pretty happy. Okay. Because she didn't have all of the baggage of the programming. You know, she was actually one of the most peaceful, happy people I had ever met. Now, she had to relearn who her adult children were. Okay. But um, you know, pictures help with that. Sure. And um, she she didn't have a whole lot of stuff to deal with or let go of. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty interesting. I don't I'm not recommending that we all have parts of our brain removed. Sure. Um, even though people beg me to help them forget certain right. things. Right. Right. <laughs> but um, that was just an interesting person to observe.
0: Well, and I mean things happen for a reason, obviously that happened for a reason, not as something that we perceive as bad something good. Right. I mean.
1: Probably. Yeah. That's a different type of programming.
0: Yeah, that, <laughs> that is a different type of
1: programming. Deep programming. Yes. Um, so, uh, the author says, we've been trained to depend emotionally on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sure have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, who would you be without me? Kind of statement. Yeah. Or, I don't know what I'd do without you. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So, we can't live emotionally without people. But that's not true.
0: That's a pretty common thing that, that, <laughs> And is this programming or is this actual data? Like they talk about humans being a social
1: yes, creature. Yes. That's right. We do better emotionally with people. Okay, I like I said that, yeah. I think if it's a harmonious relationship. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> right? I agree. Don't we need to know where this programming comes from? Okay, so. Why? Now questions. we get into like the therapy yeah. when it comes to why mm-hmm. am I like this? Why am I struggling? Mm-hmm. Do, do we need to know where this pre- programming comes from? The author says it helps to know, but it's not necessary. And my question is, is the need to know where it's coming from a desire to blame? And that leads us into the next bit, blame. which is blame.
0: We humans like to compartmentalize things.
1: Uh-huh. We, yeah. like,
0: we like to put it in a box so we, we can understand it, perceive it in a way that's comfortable yeah. to us. Yes, I agree right. with that.
1: So I think that leads us into the blame issue. Yeah because the author says to truly understand something is to know that it comes from programming. Mm-hmm. So he says, you didn't do it to yourself, your programming did it to you, your culture did it to you, it's the way you've been trained. So are we all screwed? <laughs> you know, in this society? I don't know. I
0: I, I don't think so, but I, I, so I do either. know that it certainly makes things interesting mm-hmm. like people's programming and perceptions are on full display right now in our world oh they sure in are in a number of places in <sighs> a number of ways so they sure are. um yes we do as a species at times have to have to place blame and do we do a good job of recognizing where those things are coming from Like I, I can watch TV and I can see people who I really am not sure that they know why they're arguing about what they're arguing about. It's just sometimes to be a part of something or, yeah, or to feel
1: like, yeah, part of a tribe.
0: Yeah. Or, you know, there's, they're attached to drama. Like they, they enjoy quote unquote the process of of being upset with somebody.
1: Because drama brings its energy. Yeah. And it causes adrenaline to be released in the system. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So trauma and drama, it's the same hormone Mm -hmm. that's released as when you're bungee jumping or having a really good time. Mm -hmm. And so we get addicted to adrenaline. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be the biggest addiction in our world. But um, you didn't do it to yourself. Your programming did it to you. Here's a concept that even some adults older than I have never heard of. All of your thoughts are a choice.
0: Yeah, it's tough to deal with. Is it? It's <laughs> for some folks. I for think for some, it is. It is yeah, I think it's really hard. And
1: for um, to a deal lot of people that. are like, "What? Yeah, like I've never heard that." No, because your society didn't teach you that. Right. They didn't teach you that you have free will to choose whatever you think and believe. Mm-hmm. Oh well, <clears throat> I believed that my whole life, and it's deeply ingrained. That's another excuse. Mm-hmm. That's a blame. Mm-hmm. It's deeply ingrained. Becoming angry with somebody else, you've misbehaved, so I'm gonna punish myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. Like, and that's something that I have read more and more through my studies of, of spirituality, as well as just understanding oneself, is the idea of when you're angry, the person you're punishing the most is yourself. That's right. Like, yeah. so why walk around ticked off all the time? Because to me, that just doesn't feel very good. Right. Like, I'm, I'm okay with letting some stuff go um but I also know I have a different perspective on some things and it does it is interesting to watch folks who don't let stuff go like know, they just they and they don't feel like they can no but that goes back to your quote of it's a choice your thought is a choice you you literally can choose not to be upset with something do I realize that that varies in degree of ability and willingness and stuff with it? sure I do but like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I look at those folks and I'm just like man I'm not choosing that because I don't look like any fun over
1: there. No, it doesn't. It's miserable. Mm-hmm. So then the author says, all upset exists in you, not in reality. All of it. All problems exist in the human mind.
0: <laughs> There's another one that's probably tough for some folks to deal with because <laughs> right. they see an accident on the side of the road. Cars are mangled. Police have responded. Fire EMS has responded. Mm-hmm. And like the programming is to be upset because maybe somebody got hurt or I'm mad because now I've got to sit and wait while you clear this out. Like Mm -hmm. there's all kinds of stuff that come with that and you can choose to be upset about it. Mm -hmm. Like that's a choice. That's okay. Do you like how you feel while you're upset? I don't know many many people who do, but I think sometimes they think that's how they're supposed to feel. Yeah. They think
1: that's how they're supposed to feel. And they think that if they don't feel that way,
0: They'll be judged oh, yeah.
1: or there's something wrong with them or they're a psychopath or whatever. <laughs> so I'll stop people and I'll say, let me ask you this. Do you want to be right or happy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I think holding on to anger is about being right. I would agree. Justified.
0: Correct. Replacing blame or what, fit, fit whatever concept in there right. that you want yeah. to. That...
1: Even Abraham says, no matter how justified you are in your unhappiness, you're still messing yourself up. You're right. still messing up the way you feel. You're messing up your future. I agree. So, nothing in this entire world has the power to upset you. Nothing. As a matter of fact, nothing has ever upset you. Nobody has ever hurt you. You hurt yourself, says the author. Woo!
0: And I think the the first thing that people will go to is you know, something that physically hurts you. And I, I get that. Well, sure, yeah,
1: right. But
0: when we're talking about the concept of how you perceive something and the fact that you've got to compartmentalize it, the fact that you have this need to say, I want to understand this, like that statement is correct. Because going back to your point of the thought is a Mm -hmm. choice. If you choose to let something upset you, that's an okay choice too. Don't let me don't let Mm -hmm. me say it's not okay to be upset. But choosing to be upset. It's still a choice.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. me, like, Yeah, so, to me, yeah. so I mean, to me,
0: the, the, the statement is, is correct.
1: Yeah, and then people will say, but. Mm. Whatever follows but is an excuse. Right. Or blame or something. Correct. The author says you don't blame your programming. You observe it and understand it. Because we can't observe things without emotion, without judgment, without, oh, that's good or bad, mm. or positive or negative, even. Yeah. It might not be easy, but. It's possible.
0: It is possible.
1: So soon we need to bring in someone to talk with us. I agree. Um, but he, he also goes on to talk about maturity. <laughs> and I thought maturity was an interesting term. It is. He says, actually, first he says, spirituality means no longer being at the mercy of an event or a person or anything else, which we've discussed previously, conditions. hmm Maturity is when you no longer blame anyone. You see what's wrong and you go about remedying it. Maturity is understanding that no one is to blame. Not giving yourself the childish, he says, emotional outlet of blaming others or yourself, but rather seeing what went wrong and setting about remedying it.
0: So in my work, I I talk about being a problem solver, not a problem celebrator.
1: Mm, that's good. because yeah.
0: there are folks oh, who, unfortunately, sure. The, the other phrase that you'll hear Celebrate. is admire the problem. Like, uh huh. I, I get that there are things that are going to upset us at work or in life.
1: Sure.
0: Um, and I can tell you, there are people sometimes who look at me and say, "Hey, I just want to vent." Okay, that's cool. Go ahead. But I, in my mind, I'm already yeah. solving the problem type of thing because right. I would rather move past that stuff. Now, am I? Am I perfect at it? No, no, no. But I do agree with and am working on myself to do those things because Mm -hmm. it just has me in a better place most of the time. Right. Solve rather
1: than celebrate. Yeah. Just the other day I was thinking about venting. Mm -hmm. And like, what is really going on there? Oh, I got to get this off my chest. Mm -hmm. Why? Why is it even on your chest to begin with? I think we can get to the point where it's not even on our chest. Right? I I, think that's what this is all about. I think so. So we don't have to vent. Because venting really just... (laughs) <laughs> puts it all in somebody else.
0: Well, shows the attachment.
1: Yeah, yeah. right. The yeah. attachment to the emotional support the, or whatever.
0: The, the programming, the blame. The, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I agree with That's that.
1: That's interesting. Okay, so taking action to right a wrong is different than taking action to relieve an upset feeling, he emphasizes. Yeah. Yeah. And then he says, how do you fix this programming? You don't fix it. You let it be. It will go away. The more you try to fix it, the stronger it gets. Just like you were saying, celebrating the problem, the more you talk about it, the more energy you're giving Uh it. And the more supportive energy you're getting from the source field or the unified field to make it more intense. Mm -hmm. Uh Totally agree. And Abraham, in any law of attraction, people would say, the more you think about it, the more you're attracting it. Oh, yeah. No question. So it's just building energy. If
0: you like drama, you're going to get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So, he says, what you need is not change, but understanding. So, we've got a few questions for someone. For someone, And I'm going to determine who that is right now. Okay. How interesting. It's the Archangel Daniel, or Daniel. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. That is not who I expected at all, but it's always fun to see who wants to talk with us about these things. So, Daniel is... Merging with me now, we think of Daniel as a masculine name. Angels, of course, do not have gender. This one has asked me to pronounce its name Danielle. And this will be a pretty quick merge. So you have some questions ready, Jeffrey? I do. Okay, about all of this that we've been discussing. I'm going to step aside now, and then Danielle will speak to you and our listeners. I am Danielle, pleased to have the opportunity to assist you today.
0: Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. I, I We have some questions for you. I, I'm going to um, presume that um, you may have been listening in on our conversation beforehand. Of course. <laughs> I would have guessed. So. The term programming, um, and maybe there's a different way that the spiritual world, the spiritual energy, the oneness, sees programming, but the way we're talking about it is, is things that humans learn over time.
1: Beliefs. Okay. Beliefs and belief patterns. Okay. And the attachment to those beliefs.
0: Okay. So, perfect segue to, to the first question we have is, how do we not own... Our programming? How do we not have it be a, a guiding set of principles, maybe?
1: Perhaps in the same way that you would not take something personally. Okay. If, that somebody says or does. In the way that you do not own what someone else believes or even thinks about you, it's just a choice, really. It's a choice not to own what someone else taught you to believe. Okay. And there's a lot of, in your world, in your societies, there's a lot of pressure to believe the adults or the peers or those in power, those who have the authority.
0: That is very true.
1: And when you're young, you don't have much choice. (laughs) But when you do become more mature and you have more free will, then perhaps it's a good time to question those things. It's a good time to question everything as young as as possible. Mm. But there's a great deal of control still within communities and people.
0: So that would lead us to the next question, which is those who maybe don't recognize programming or those who do, how do we as a species, go about not blaming that programming for how we believe or how we behave?
1: First of all, you must identify what blame is to you. Mm. You must examine, how often am I blaming something for something? This is all about the conditions in your reality that you have become attached to or assigned as an emotion. So how to not blame is... The same way that you would change any habit. Mm. You just practice not doing that as much as possible and as often as possible. So for... But it is important that I emphasize, even from the perspective of the spirit world, none of this is right or wrong. Mm. It's just that which you are discussing today is a way to have a happier life and to have... Mm, things happen in a more helpful way Mm. for yourself and others. Mm.
0: So for those who struggle with the idea of things being a choice, what advice would you give them to begin looking at things that maybe they don't perceive as in their control having a choice
1: in them? First of all, struggling with an idea is an interesting concept. Mm -hmm. Struggling with an idea means the idea has caused an emotion that is negative. Mm. When you are struggling with an idea, choose another idea. Mm. It really is that simple. But when they struggle with the, the concept of every thought being a choice and then the issue of control which is more of the programming in your society. But Hmm. the only thing that can be controlled truly is the person's own thoughts. Hmm. And then when you become in control of those, you will feel such true inner power that you don't need to control anyone or anything.
0: So how will we know when programming will go away and how do we know it'll go away
1: on its own what does that look like Mm, programming or hmm, concepts beliefs traumas can go away on their own but you must let go of thinking about them that is how they go away on their own when you focus on something else now this does not mean ignore Mm. what happened it means every time it comes up into the mind Move more into, that was something that happened. It is not happening anymore. Therefore, I do not have to choose an emotion about it anymore. It happened. It's in the past. You must remind yourself that it's in the past.
0: So having an expectation for that program to go away at a certain time.
1: Like a religious belief, perhaps. Okay. I will use this as an example this or that with regard to the religion that you grew up in that told you about the rules, what was a sin, what was wrong, what was right, what were you supposed to do. Those can fade away once you move out of that system and focus on a different belief system this week and then a different one next week and then a different one the week after that if you like there are so many religions in the world it would take you more than your lifetime to explore them all
0: <laughs> so here's a question for you then which is, is is that an attachment to an outcome is it is a time frame of expecting of course this program going, is that an attachment how
1: soon will i be out of pain mm. <laughs> how soon can this emotional pain be gone just as soon as the thoughts are shifted or replaced by something else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that mean they will go away forever? Maybe not, because you have the ability of memory. Mm. But when you can have a memory without the emotional component, then you know you're free. And everyone's different with this, so I can't provide a technique, necessarily. It's really just a practice. Just like meditation is a practice, yoga is a practice, mm, fitness is a practice.
0: So is, because you're talking about the concept of observing what's going on in your mind, so is observing and understanding our programming the same thing as accepting it?
1: It is. Acceptance is the state of being that... This just is. This person just is what they are. This situation just is what it is for now. But humans, especially right now in your society, are so intensely involved emotionally in things that are happening as though they will never change. But do they forget that everything always changes?
0: Yes, changes, change is the one constant in the world. And, uh, no, we don't always do real well with that.
1: No, and change is accelerating. Mm. Mm-hmm. So whatever is, it probably won't be what it is now in the future.
0: Well, change is a, is a growth opportunity depending on how you look at it. As we are talking here, the attachment, the programming is the challenge with accepting change as a
1: constant. It is. So, it is because your programming tells you that once you figure out what's comfortable, stay there. Yeah. And then you'll be happy. mm -hmm. Because it's all about how can I be happy? Mm -hmm. But what is happy?
0: That's a big question too, because mm-hmm. that's that's something that's unique to each individual.
1: Indeed, indeed.
0: And sometimes that's based upon our programming.
1: <laughs> indeed. And every every one of you is a unique computer that has data programmed into it. And within that computer you can plug into the internet mm-hmm. or connect with spirit mm-hmm. for more information. You can delete files whenever you like, Mm -hmm. permanently delete those files. Perhaps that is an image you could use in your mind's eye
0: in order to deprogram,
1: in order to let go of something because most do not know how to let go because they think that there has to be some difficult technique or therapy or whatever, but it's really just a choice. It's a simple, easy choice, but your mind wants everything to be difficult and complicated. The last thing I would say is be kind to yourselves. Mm. Do not blame yourselves for your programming. Do not blame your world. Do not blame your parents. You chose them anyway. You probably knew each other before you came here from other (laughs) lifetimes. Yeah, that is true. Be kind to the fact that you are, you had the courage to come here and incarnate again in this chaotic realm of duality, knowing that it's the most powerful place to be with free will and that your free will is always available to you. No matter where you are, no matter what is happening, no matter what's happening to you or around you, you still have the freedom to choose what you are thinking and believing about every single moment.
0: That is true. Sometimes a challenge to do, but very true.
1: And so, I would challenge you or others Mm -hmm. to identify why you believe it's a challenge. Where did that belief come from, and could you change that? Of course you can, and you will when you're ready.
0: Very good advice. Very good advice.
1: Thank you for allowing me into your space and to assist you today,
0: Danielle. It's our pleasure. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Danielle. Hmm. Wow, That's always interesting <laughs> and profound, isn't it? Yeah, and helpful. And uh, you know, I've heard these messages so much mm-hmm. over and over with all the years I've been channeling. Mm-hmm. I know it's true. Yes, it's not always easy, but the more we entertain these ideas yeah. and the more we begin to practice them and try them. I always say the belief police are not going to show up at the door right. and say, you're wrong. Right.
0: It's amazing to me. It always comes back to the simplest of things. Mm-hmm. But I also believe that somewhere in most people's minds, I they they believe it's got to be complicated in order for it to work.
1: Mm-hmm. And then there's a reason to not do it because (laughs) I don't want any more challenge in my life. Right. Right? Uh, Oh, if it's going to be hard, then uh, I mean, I will channel somebody's guide or something and they'll give him the most beautiful, profound, helpful information. mm -hmm. And they'll say, this is all you ever need to know. And then the person will say, well, that's going to be hard. (laughs) Right. It's like, well, baby steps, you know, seeds planted. Seeds I guess planted. seeds are planted.
0: Hopefully, so, we've,
1: hopefully we've planted some seeds today.
0: Absolutely. Yes.
1: And so once again, this is Rediscovering Life by Anthony DeMello that we based this okay. conversation on, if you're interested. And um, we'll see you next time. Absolutely.
0: Thank you. Jeffrey.
1: Thank you. And thank yourself for taking the time to entertain some new spiritual concepts today. I hope it has been interesting and or helpful.
0: You can find Cindy's channel books on Amazon. Kindle versions also available.
1: And visit my website, cindyriggs.com.